Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good evening, Oakland residents. No, it's too formal. Good evening, people of Oakland. Oh, just now. Thought we agreed on Oakland citizens. Citizens is too soft. sit uh sins Do you hear it? You hear it in your ear? These are the, the first words I've said publicly since the bomb. I can't sound soft. You say soft, I say vulnerable. Exactly. Weak. Don't get hung up over a word. You're overthinking. Just stick to the script and the talking points. You'll be fine. Yeah. Stick to the script. And remember, don't get sidetracked. If you feel yourself getting off course, you pause, think. Pause, think, then speak. Got it. All right. Let's go. Um, is this seat taken? No, it's, uh, it's open. I'm surprised. You know, you're pretty popular these days, Mayor Lenny. Amy told me your approval ratings are through the roof. Hmm? Uh, I'm sorry. I was a little distracted. Are you nervous? Of course not. I mean, you shouldn't be. There's extra security here. I'm not worried about any of that. But your legs are shaking. That's... It's from my injury. Doctors say it's nothing. It's uh, totally normal. Okay. Well, that is pretty impressive. You're even here. 
I mean, three weeks isn't even long time to recover, mentally and physically. You must be superhuman. You think? I mean, Mayor Lenny, how many Oakland mayors can say they've actually survived being bombed? None. Yeah, none. I've actually looked it up. Exactly. Because you're a badass. And you got this. <laughs> Lauren, I really like the way you think. I ought to have you write my speeches. I'll hold you to that. All right, everybody. If I could have your attention as we get this meeting started. I'm Nick Jones, council member at large and vice mayor of Oakland. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thanks for your votes. <laughs> but first, I want to thank you all for your attendance this evening for a very special town hall meeting. This fucker wants my job so bad. <laughs> He's got nothing on you. But you, you, you the people, undeterred, unafraid, you said no to terrorism. No to fear. And tonight, we want to hear your voices. Here to answer your questions and put to rest any concerns you might have is Mayor Lenny Martelli. Oakland citizens, please join me in welcoming the mayor to this podium. Good evening, Oakland soldiers. First and foremost, I want to say I'm proud to be one of you. As most know, before I was mayor, I was a Lowell Bottoms business owner. And as I've always said, I stand for the people. And when a coward comes and messes with my people, I don't back down. I'll say more about this later. But first, right now, I want to open up this forum to y'all. Okay? So questions, Comments, I want to hear from you. Now that you're back, do you plan on finally doing something about the homeless camps popping up in our neighborhoods? Because I'm willing to bet that whoever tried to blow you up came from one of those tents. It's only a matter of time before they strike again. Thank you. Thank you for that question. It's a good question. The tents, RVs, and makeshift dwellings littering our city must go. Law enforcement has provided me with disturbing statistics that show more camps equals more crime. Mayor Martelli, from your tone, it seems like you're advocating for more law enforcement. Does this mean you'll be supporting Doug Strathern as the new police chief? Of course I support more law enforcement. I, I was the victim of a violent crime. My bodyguard, Brandon, was killed by anarchists. May he rest in peace. We gotta be strong, tough, no more Brandons, not on my watch. ACAD, defund the police, fascists. Just, just, just calm down, young lady, no talking at a turn. Hey, you need to sit your ass down with all that bullshit. You don't speak for all of us. you see that they're oppressing you? You're going against your own interests. I'm oppressed. Don't you tell me about my interests. I've been in Oakland for over six decades, my whole life. I done seen too many people killed on these streets, and you won't get rid of the police? I don't know where you live, but that sounds like la-la land to me. Okay, everyone, please. Okay, let's just try to be civil here. Okay, we're a community. Our city needs healing. We need to come together. Come on. Come together. We don't need to come together with no gentrifiers. Y'all the ones causing rent to rise anyhow. 
That's why people desperate and murdering each other. Dude, I'm on your side. But it's the police that are killing people. Police create criminals, which perpetuates poverty. Violence is an expression of poverty. They don't care about you. They exist to protect capital. Ah, so what you want me to do? Join, join them Antifas? Dumb motherfucker. You can't join Antifa. It isn't even an organization. Okay, hey, 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 hey. All right? I want everyone just calm down. Order. This is not order, all right? Fuck. So much for the talking points. Amy, can you come in my office real quick? Just on my way out. What is it? I probably need a press statement for tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Already working on one. Oh, you good? How's your nose? It's fine. Not broken or anything. What a night. For once, it wasn't me that everyone was attacking. <laughs> Rough night indeed. But you did well, all things considered. Are you nuts? It was a complete shit show. I saw a guy get punched in the face with a foot. Regardless, Agent Evans is very satisfied. That's good, right? What'd you just say? How did you... Are you working with Chuck? Keep doing as you're told and you just might survive this mayor gig. The treachery. I can't believe it. I'll see you bright and early tomorrow. We'll go over that statement. Good night. You're supposed to be my assistant. Hello? Yeah. I need a taxi ASAP. There she is. Lauren, we meet again. What are you doing here so late? I'm just waiting for my ride. I'm surprised your parents let you stay out on a weekday. Well, sometimes. What about you? Just waiting for a cab. A cab? <laughs> what, you never heard of Uber? Don't do apps. Well, that's definitely weird. Not weird. I'm just old school. So, I mean, aren't you worried about getting attacked? Why don't you have a new bodyguard? Don't need one anymore. Are you sure about that? You know, you ask a lot of questions. You're not FBI, are you? I'm only 17, Mayor Lenny. Shit. That doesn't mean anything these days. Can't trust anyone. For all I know, your name isn't even Lauren. <laughs> you know, it's quite funny you say that because um, I actually hate my name. Yeah, well, I don't blame you. It doesn't really suit you. It's too boring. I guess you're saying you don't think I'm boring? Hmm. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> well, I owe you for that pep talk in there earlier. Even if things went south. Big, big understatement. <laughs> <laughs> That's me, across the street. Wow. It really is a taxi. I mean, it's yellow and... Everything. Yep. Smells like shit, and the driver's cranky, too. See you later. Hey, Lauren. Lauren. Where'd she go? All right. Who's the girl you chatting up? Lauren. New intern. Sweet girl. Careful. I mean, she looks awfully young for you to be so cozy with. What the hell, Rebecca? You know me better than that. 
I'm not some perv. Uh, no, I don't know you better than that, and it's not your intentions I'm worried about. Anyway, I, I told you this number was for emergencies only, so this had better be important. Oh yeah? How's this for important? I've got an asshole agent on my ass, pressuring me to endorse this other asshole as the new police chief. He's breathing down my neck, infiltrating my office, and having his minions spy on me. Okay, relax. No, Rebecca, there's more. Let's not forget those headlines blaming me for the Freedom House fire, inspiring fucking nut jobs to blow me up. And to top it all off, Agent Chuck now has me doing his town hall dirty work like I'm a fucking puppet. All cause he wants to get to you. I hope this mega load of bullshit that I have to put up with is worth it to you and your stupid anarchist club. Feel better? I always feel better after a good thorough rant. Great. So to answer your question, it's not me per se that he wants. It's what he knows I know. Stop with the riddles, okay? Not tonight. Look, just know you won't have to worry about Chuck much longer. He'll be a non-issue soon. How's that? Remember that data leak last year? Duh. Took out half the politicians in the state. And that Metacafe douche. Revealing corruption and cleaning house was just phase one. But we've got something else in our back pocket that'll take us into phase two. Your buddy Chuck is part of how it all goes down. I can't tell you much more than that. So he's trying to stop you? He's getting desperate because he knows his turn is next. This is a race, Lenny. The stakes are high and he's running out of time. You know what they say about a cornered animal. Yeah, well, you leave this animal to us, all right? In the meantime, you cannot appoint Strother as police chief. I'll do what I can. But the council is expecting his confirmation soon. They're literally foaming at the mouth to double police presence. Yeah, well, I don't blame them. Phase two is where the shit really hits the fan for the establishment. You want to stick it to the man? Gotcha. So you're going to tell me what old Chucky boy was up to? Best you don't know. Oh, come on. I want to know why that fucker's going down. No. You've got a big mouth, and I've already said too much. Hey, do you think that he's behind the pipe bomb at the cafe? Who knows? All I can tell you is get a new bodyguard and watch who you talk to. Because it's only a matter of time before someone tries it again. The last bomb was a threat, but I guarantee you next time will be worse. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, to live and die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. 
the war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and the last star on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man, Marie's a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Three weeks had passed since Shante revealed that she had stopped taking her vitamins. The side effects seemed harmless to her. In fact, for the first time in a long while, she felt like herself. The defiant attitude that she'd always worn so well slowly returned. Best of all, her newly acquired skills and training remained intact. Yes, Shantae felt better than ever, even if Irene disagreed. She saw the girl's flailing attention span and sassy quips as regression. Though repeated threats were made, Irene did not tell Valera of Shantae's disobedience. She was unable to bring herself to betray her young protege. Instead, she doubled down on the effort to get her back in line. Lauren, it's time to get up. Come on. Let's go. It's like five in the morning. That's right. Your new wake-up time. Let's go. Not only was Shante forced to rise from bed at an ungodly hour, but her studies were tripled. Damn, Irene. Can I take a break at least? I can't look at these books no more. Anymore. Looks like it's time for you to brush up on your English grammar skills. All right, take out your language arts booklet and review your double negatives. 
Next, the miffed teenager watched in horror as her maid was dismissed and she herself was forced into manual labor. How's it coming in here? I can't believe you got me in here scrubbing toilet. Why not? It's your bathroom. You've been spoiled. When you're done in here, you can clean mine as well. These harsh methods only proved to Chante that Irene was nothing more than a slave driver. She felt her Moscow madam was a faux friend who took secret joy in making her suffer. For what other purpose was she here but to spy, grovel, and amuse? And so, the stage had been adequately set for Chante's rebellion. All the while, Chante's enemies lurked in the shadows. Davon and Angela sat in their car, watching her comings and goings. After weeks of observing stoic Russian men escorting her into luxury cars with tinted windows, they concluded she had found a new rich benefactor. No matter. They'd wait for their opportunity to snatch her unawares. But as Chante was always accompanied by others, opportunity never presented itself. A plan was needed to get the girl alone. Angela, ever the shrewd matriarch, devised a most cunning plot. Devon, get your cousin Avery on the phone. Man, what I gotta call him for? We need a pretty face to lure that simple bitch out of there. Man, shit. Huh. This ain't gonna work, Mom, I'm telling you. Uh, 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 uh. Now, what you don't understand about these little tramps is this. No matter what you give them, they're not ever gonna be happy deep down. They all got big plans and wanna escape. Doesn't matter if it's Buckingham Palace or under a freeway. All they need is the right person to run away with. Understand? No, no, hell no. Trust me, Avery ain't that smooth. No way he can finesse her or any other bitch for that matter. Let me do it, let me uh, do what I can do. No, 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 Don't be mad. I love you, but this is a job you can't do. I'm looking like that. It was true. Davon's 19-year-old cousin Avery was an unusually handsome and charming man. The perfect bait. Angela's instructions to him were simple. As Shante returned home and exited her car, he'd stage a bump-in with her. Covertly, he'd pass her a note. From that point, Angela would do the rest. Despite Davon's misgivings, the plan was executed with remarkable smoothness and finesse. Hey, watch where you're going. Mm. I'm so sorry. Miss, let me help you. I mean, I'm good now. Here. Drop your bag. Thank you so She's much. She's fine. Keep it moving. Shit. He is fine. When Shante was alone in her room, she opened her bag and found a crumpled piece of paper. She unfolded it and read its contents. Despite Angela's feminine handwriting, Shantae was more focused on the words themselves. You're the sexiest, baddest bitch in the city. I see you every day and wonder why you look so sad. I want to get to know you better. Meet me tonight at 11 on the corner of Franklin and Pond. It was the single most romantic gesture Shantae had ever been the recipient of. 
Never mind the fact that it was from a complete stranger whose name and motives were a mystery. In fact, the mystery intrigued her. Angela was right. The allure of a Prince Charming was too much for our would-be princess to resist. Shantae's heart fluttered as she thought of the possibilities, and she was determined to meet this young man. The only thing to decide was the manner in which she would escape. Getting out of here? It's gonna be hard as hell. Having never attempted escape before, it would be easy to avoid suspicion. Easy. <laughs> if you know something I don't, go ahead and just say it now. The great intellect and founding father, Benjamin Franklin, once said, early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Irene, ever the mocker of decency and tradition, often repeated her own bastardized version to Shantae. Early to bed and early to rise makes us girls into beautiful, youthful spies. Irene's vain adherence to an early bedtime guaranteed she'd be fast asleep. Yeah, but the security, what about them? You know they don't sleep. Security would not be easily avoided. No matter. Shantae had a drawer full of rejected green pills. She could prepare a special cocktail for her protectors to thank them for their dedicated service. I'm not trying to kill nobody. Valera would totally hunt my ass down. The pills were harmless vitamins, as she'd been told so often. There could be no real danger in giving them to large men. Perhaps it would even do them some good. Wait a minute now. That's a good point there. You know, I'm gonna see what I can cook up. Employing the methods of trickery and charm that she'd been taught so well, her escape was seamless. Unbeknownst to our impulsive dreamer, there'd be no handsome young man in her future. Angela and Davon were salivating at the thought of getting their vengeful hands on her. From their car at the corner of Franklin and Pine, they watched as she arrived right on time. <laughs> she, she, she really a dumbass, bro. Mm, you got the rope? I sure do, mama. They were so very close to capturing their prize. Just as Shantae prepared to turn into Pine Street. Just as Shantae prepared to turn onto Pine Street, the collar of her shirt was yanked so hard, she nearly lost her balance. It was Irene, and she was furious. But at least Shantae had been spared from the hateful mother-son duo who could only watch as Irene dragged the girl back into the building. Get off of me! I'm sick of this place! You can't keep me trapped up there forever! Get back upstairs now! Alas, Shantae had circumvented her fate once again. Despite the temporary setback, our favorite scheming scoundrels plotted a new course of action. Man, we almost got it! It's all right, son. Man, we ought to snatch both of their asses. I just saw the white bitch. She the one that set me on motherfucking fire in the first place. She the reason I look like this, mama. Mm. This isn't exactly the situation I thought it was. It sure the fuck ain't. Mm. So what's next? Mm. I'm thinking we go in there, grab them, that's it, mm. done, kaput. Mm -mm 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 -mm. No, 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 Vaughn. This is not what we're gonna do. We've gotta be smarter than that. And I think there's a better way we can make them pay. Back upstairs in the condo, Irene swung open the hallway closet. A disturbing sight was revealed. <laughs> 
three security guards huddled together. Their eyes were wide and blank as they mumbled incoherently. Look what you did to my uncle's men. What did you give them? Just the green pills. I mean, you told me they were vitamins. I thought it would just knock them out. How am I supposed to know that this would happen? That's exactly right. You had no idea what would happen. So why the fuck would you give it to them? Damn. Well, what are we supposed to do now? We? You mean me. You're my responsibility. Unfortunately, that means your errors are mine. And since you have proven yourself to be nothing but a selfish little girl, you will do nothing but go to bed. Now. Shante had never seen this side of Irene before. She felt terrible, even though she didn't regret her actions. It was not her intention to cause so much drama. In bed, she closed her eyes and fell asleep. But her sleep was terrorized by nightmares of the Freedom House fire. She saw Davon's face engulfed in flames. His bloody burned hands reached out and grabbed her by the neck, choking her. Shante woke up in a sweat. Her body burned as if the flames had been real. The next morning, she was still shaken by the awful dreams. She expected to face more of Irene's wrath, but was surprised to find her in a very good mood. This worried her. Had Irene finally cracked? Good morning. Come have a seat at the table. I made pancakes. Pancakes? Um, those aren't healthy. No, they're definitely not. But today is a special day and we're going on a special trip. So what better way to begin than with a special breakfast? And what kind of trip are we taking? Irene wouldn't say where they were going. She just smiled, insisting that it was a surprise. Shantae felt uneasy. Had she told Valera what happened? Were they planning to get rid of her? However, as she soon learned, there was nothing to fear. You want her to get out more? Well, here you are. Isn't the fresh air great? Well, I damn sure wasn't talking about a boat to fucking Alcatraz. I mean, you got me going from one prison to another. Well, I've never been. I have. Third grade field trip. And it was fucking lame. Do you have to find the negative in everything? Shantae, I'm trying. <sighs> Irene was right. Even though she had ruined Shantae's rendezvous with Prince Charming, at least she was starting to see her point of view. Shantae had to give her credit for that. They sat on the top deck of the ferryboat. It was windy, and Shantae was cold. Irene didn't seem to mind the breeze. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, but what happened with the guards? Don't worry about it. Just enjoy this little slice of freedom. I'm not gonna lie. I had a messed up dream last night about Devon. He was at the Freedom House trying to kill me. Man, it just felt as real as it did in real life. Makes sense. What do you mean by that? For one, we know Devon somehow got out of there that night. Or maybe someone moved his body. We don't know. So, there's no closure. Another reason? Last night, you almost repeated the same mistake you made with him with some other guy. How do you know about that? I woke up to the sound of the security guards in the closet. Of course, I went into your room to find you. You weren't there. 
Then, I read the crumpled letter. He was quite the Romeo. He wasn't like Devon, trust me. And let me tell you something, this dude was so fine. That's not the point. Why did you think it was safe to run off with some random dude? Haven't you learned your lesson by now? Like I said, he wasn't like Devon, okay? And I wasn't gonna run off with him. We were just gonna talk. Understand this, 95% of the people you encounter in life will be the tools of the patriarchy. The patriarchy? Not that again. Yes, and they'll try to stop you from reaching your potential. They won't even know that they're doing it. I'm trying to help you survive. Don't trust anyone. Not strangers, not the voice in your head, no one. No one except you. Except me. Well, that's pretty fucking convenient. Inside Alcatraz, Irene and Shante opted for a self-guided tour of the old prison. They looked at cheesy props set up in the old cell blocks and laughed at the flimsy replicas of early 20th century furniture. There were a few tidbits of trivia to find interesting, but after about 15 minutes, Irene admitted that it was kind of anticlimactic. It was all too clean. She'd been expecting a more authentic experience. Shante didn't hesitate to gloat that she had been right. See? Told you so. They probably won't even let us go up the stairs. Probably where they're keeping all the good shit. Hey, there was a lighthouse outside that looked kind of cool. We should go check it out. Truthfully, Shante was bored to tears and wanted to leave. But she sensed that Irene needed an outing just as much as she did. Then something dawned upon her. Irene was also trapped. They were in this together. She wanted to trust her, but there was so much information that Irene was withholding. Information Shantae needed to know if they were going to move forward. When they were at the top of the lighthouse, she decided to ask Irene a question. Be real with me. Why do y'all have me spying on this Mayor Lenny dude? He seems like a decent guy. You know why. To gather intel. Yeah, but... Why? That's Uncle Valera's business. Of course it is. But what's his business exactly? It's better if you didn't know. <sighs> you know, I'm sick of being in the dark, okay? The dude in my head says I'm having some existential crisis. And if you don't tell me what's really going on, I'm going to keep running away. You want to be trusted? How about you start being trustworthy? Like you're the one to talk. Bitch, you had 10 different identities since I met you. We're not having this conversation right now. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. When I get back, I'll expect you to have dropped the ungrateful brat attitude. Irene left for the restroom located on the ground floor of the lighthouse. For 10 minutes, Shante stood, looking over the bay. It was quiet, peaceful, not another soul in view. Then another 10 minutes went by and Irene hadn't returned. Shante felt uneasy, so she went down the steps to the bathroom. She opened the door and her stomach dropped. The scene was shocking. Davon, her old pimp, stood over Irene's unmoving body. He was disfigured almost beyond recognition, yet smiling from ear to ear. Shards of glass scattered all around him, clear signs of a struggle. What 
the fuck are you still doing alive? Took you long enough, bitch. <laughs> Your girl right here put up a fight. I gotta miss you wore me out, though. What? What did you do to her? Don't worry, she's not dead yet. You look a little surprised to see me. Now, I know you didn't think that you were gonna do this to my boy and get away with it. <laughs> well, that's his own fault. You should have taught him to keep his damn hands to himself. Matter of fact, I should sit here and whoop both of y'all asses. Believe me, I would have been happy to kill your ass. But after seeing how you bitches are living, we know someone, somewhere gotta get some motherfucking money. Oh, you been stalking me, huh? Well, guess what? You're wasting your time because that's her uncle's money. That means we don't have any. Bitch, hold on. Do I look stupid to you? Ain't nobody gonna give you two dumb bras no motherfucking money. I know that for a fact. Oh, your friend has been injected with a little Kalanapin. <laughs> She's not dead right now. But if you don't listen to what I gotta say, you'll never see her alive again. Tell this uncle he won't be getting his niece back. Not until I see 150K. Y'all ain't shit compared to him. Y'all don't know who y'all fucking with. This man is not the one to play with. If that's the motherfucking case, then it's good with me if we kill both of you. That's called a win-win situation. Sounds like you got some shit to figure out. Poor Jante. You are in quite the predicament. And the myriad of problems that lie ahead can only be blamed upon one person. You. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.